0: Now more than ever, with lockdown, we have realised just how addicted we are to our mobile phones.
1: Welcome to a cup of tea and e, a podcast of discussions that are just as vital as your daily cuppa. Addicted, so welcome back to another episode. I'm T and it's E here, and this week we are hosting a challenge.
0: We're going to be having kind of like a social media cleanse. T, do you want to explain the rules?
1: Kind of like a technology cleanse as well, because especially with work as well. So, both of us work. Um, from home and we have very desk-based jobs so there's just a lot of screen time so the rules of this week will be that we're not going on any social media or interacting with anything we have only one hour a day to respond to any messages like they're important but that should really be minimized one hour is like the max it's only so our family Um, don't think we're dead basically yeah basically (laughs) that's right and so that we don't get trouble yeah Um, and then also no electronics at all after seven o'clock in the evening. yeah
0: so that means like no netflix or anything like that we have yeah. to say seven because obviously we work with our laptops and just yeah. to say the least we are pretty scared
1: <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know like i've always known that i have an addiction to screens and phones and laptops and netflix and everything but yeah it's going to be really hard because i think so much especially now like you said so much of what we do relies on digital communication yeah Um, so i video call everyone all the time literally over nothing um and that means that (laughs) don't give me that face (laughs) no because i don't really like video call that's that's why i'm not. yeah (laughs) um but yeah so i think that's going to be quite tricky um and i think especially just generally not responding to random people yeah i think think what's going to be
0: yeah i think what's going to be tricky for me is like i sometimes just procrastinate and i just scroll through my phone endlessly yeah same yeah but that's really, that's really unhealthy weird. because sometimes it's good to just be bored because it gives your brain like free, free thinking time. And that's where you come mm. up with your best ideas. So yeah, that's true. I think it'd be a really good experiment just to see how we react. Yeah. What do you think you're going to get out of this week? Um, I think that I'll have better sleep because I won't go on my phone before, before bed, mm. which I yeah, try good not one. to do. Yeah. I think that I'll be much more present in the moment. So like if I'm having a conversation with one of my family members, I won't be texting at the same time
1: yeah that's a
0: good one yeah um and I will probably just appreciate my phone more because I think because we're on it all the time we don't appreciate how amazing it is yeah
1: no it's true it's true yeah you
0: I don't can not talk to
1: anyone all the time. yeah what,
0: what you do you off? think you're gonna take from this
1: um I think yeah same same as you so better sleep I think I'll probably <laughs> this is a good time for me to see if I don't read that much because I'm distracted by my phone or if I don't read that much because I'm just not a big reader. (laughs) So I'll see if it's actually something that's stopping me or if it's just me that's stopping me. I also think that it will probably help with that kind of guilt that you feel because at the moment with everyone being at home, you do feel like you have to reply to everyone all the time. Like you're constantly able to communicate. So why aren't you? What it feels like to just not be constantly available and to not feel bad. Yeah, yeah. That's true. We are constantly available. Constantly available. If he's not texting you back,
0: there's no reason. (laughs) He just doesn't like you. I saw. I saw a meme that said like, if he's not seeing you in the pandemic, then he should stop the pandemic. If he doesn't, (laughs) then he doesn't like you enough. I'm just like, what's our generation come to? But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I realised I was addicted to my phone when I started meditating, and. um, yeah this is another story but anyway I started meditating and I was thinking about my phone during the meditation I was thinking has anyone really? replied have I got any messages I wonder what Instagram is saying so that's the yeah. point where I was like this is not a healthy like it's dynamic I'm no. you need to stop yeah so let's see <laughs> what you're this not even as bad like. as me wish us luck Run. Late, yeah. how was your week i've missed you a lot i've missed you a so. lot my week was I, I Can say, you say it long. with a bit more like Oomph, please. Sorry. i mean it's like <laughs> it's like evening so i haven't got that much energy but yeah i've missed you too <laughs> um my week was yeah i'd say it's, it's been quite a long week how have you found it
1: yeah like quite good um but long as well definitely
0: did you um, did, would you say you learned anything about yourself this week something that maybe you didn't know before
1: yeah, like quite quite a few things. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's necessary that I learnt it or if it's just been brought to light. I think the first question was like, did you actually stick to what we said we were going to do? Okay, did, did you? Just...
0: <laughs> did you stick to? It? <laughs> I'm asking <Yeah>. you. <laughs> um, so I, I stuck to it. Um, I'd say the only time I didn't stick to it was so on the weekend it was a bit harder. Yeah. Also, um, on the Friday I had ordered my cousin something for her birthday. And it didn't arrive. I was Um, sorting that out. And it's one of those things that you have to kind of use your phone. Yeah. Um, For that, it was a bit difficult because I had to like email. To be honest, I don't don't even think that counts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't think it does. Yeah. How about you? So I know we said no social media, but... I cut down, like, significantly. I think cold turkey is just not for me, because I just get... You know when you get FOMO, and you're just like, what if someone's messaged me? And it's, yeah. like, it's rude if, if you don't respond, like, that kind of thing. So not necessarily, like, the scrolling bit, but the messages bit. My average screen time on Instagram is something like two to three hours, which is really bad. But this week, it was, like, four four minutes, three, four minutes. Um, So yeah that's a
0: win for me anyway that's good I think what I found the interesting bit is the FOMO bit because well for me it was like if I would go on like WhatsApp or like Instagram or whatever I'd go in it and if I saw that I had messages then I'd feel better what? it's really weird <laughs> yeah and then I'd go what? off of it yeah so like I wouldn't even need to respond to the messages like I didn't care about that I don't care about responding or seeing what they've said as long as I see that somebody has messaged me then it's really? like it's really interesting is it and I realized yes, that I and agree. I was like so this is clearly f- like FOMO and like also I have lots of family group chats and lots of like yeah, cousin group yeah, chats and stuff yeah. and they were all messaging and I was missing everything and I was like oh no,
1: it's
0: so things know. and I'm missing out. So th- those were the two things that I realized because I don't consider myself as someone who has FOMO ever.
1: Yeah same same yeah. and then when I yeah no I totally agree. Yeah I think definitely with the group chats like family and friends group chats I'm just like oh man it's a bit inconvenient that I'm not like yeah. doing this, yeah. but yeah so I think what were your things that you that you said that you thought you were gonna you were gonna get out of the um week
0: better sleep be more present in the moment and understand the value that the phone actually has so I did get I did have better sleep like I noticed it considerably that I slept much better yeah so not going on your phone before bed does make a difference for me uh, I mean I always knew this but like it's just good to have it in practice and yeah when I was journaling that was one of the things that I kept coming across I kept saying like I'm having much better sleep I think it's because I'm just not thinking about the things that the information that is on the phone yeah because obviously yeah we have so much information that we're bombarded with every single day on mobile phones like whether it's messages or news or things that you're reading yeah and that that can be a lot to then go to sleep with yeah no
1: exactly yeah. yeah i always think of it as like overstimulating your brain constantly and then expecting it to shut off immediately like it doesn't work like that yeah um
0: the next one was be present and yeah i mean I think that I'm not too bad with this so I think that if I am with people you know if I'm with like if I'm having dinner with someone or like I'm out with someone I won't be on my phone anyway because I like mm-hmm. I think it's rude I yeah. just generally do but yeah I did notice that I was having like I was going and speaking to my mum more because I couldn't go on my phone and, yeah like, <laughs> yeah or like I was going to like my brothers and like saying like what are you guys doing like yeah. let's talk, and <laughs> let's they're, like, talk. So, they're like you're <laughs> so annoying go away <laughs> And I was like, please, I can't go on my phone. So yeah, um, so yeah, I guess I was more present. And then the next one was understanding the value of a phone. And yeah, definitely. Um, like I have family like across the world. So regardless of lockdown or not, I wouldn't see them anyway. Like the yeah. way that we communicate is through a phone. And for me not to be able to do that like this week, um, like family group chats and stuff, obviously was difficult. I'm very grateful that we can do that through a phone. How about you? What was your three things and do you think that you achieved them?
1: I think the first ones were similar to yours, weren't they? So like better sleep, more focused conversations. Um, And then my other ones were like being constantly available and reading. So the better sleep, I didn't really get like, I think I, I agree that you shouldn't overstimulate yourself, your brain before you go to sleep because it's difficult to switch off but I didn't actually notice a better quality of sleep I don't know I didn't, I didn't feel more rested but to be fair I was working late like a few days so maybe it was still the screens even if I wasn't scrolling on social media yeah. um I think more focused conversations definitely yeah I feel like when I'm talking to people in my family at the moment I'm always either scrolling or replying to someone or just looking at something else while I'm talking to them and it's just it's become a habit because obviously when you have breaks during the day because at the moment like the training that I'm doing means that I'm on zoom like literally from nine to five yeah and so I either just don't look at my phone all day anyway or I catch up on everything in like the half hour breaks that I get yeah um so then a conversation on top of that means that I'm doing both at the same time or it's it's just difficult so trying to train myself out of that was quite useful and actually just sitting and eating and looking at your food was really weird (laughs) like I never look at my food when I'm eating because I just eat while I'm doing something um so I think the more focused conversations were were definitely an outcome of this week um the kind of availability thing didn't really change. I think it was just more inconvenient than anything else. Like we, we assumed that WhatsApp was part of the social media that we were trying to eliminate, right? Yeah. So even though we responded to important messages, like so much of the stuff that like with my sisters and with um, like some of my friends, it was just inconvenient for them that I couldn't reply. Um, and so I think there's definitely something to be said about which social media are you trying to reduce because maybe it's like an over-reliance on like talking to people and that's something that I need to sort out but I don't necessarily think that cutting off whatsapp as much as I did was beneficial I think it was just inconvenient for others at points
0: yeah but I mean like the the thing of not being available you still achieved that because you wasn't available all the time so that's that message was still put across I mean I guess yeah it depends on how you look at that um yeah. but yeah. The point is, like, you you were less available because you wasn't on your phone 24-7, so people couldn't get a hold of you when whenever they needed. And that's, like, yeah.
1: it just being less time on WhatsApp, I just don't think it was that beneficial to the point where I needed, to the point where it was inconvenien- inconveniencing other people when we were trying to sort things out, like you said, with your cousin and that stuff that you were ordering for them. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I needed to think about that. Yeah, and in terms of reading... Yeah. Um, with the reading, I literally—it's <laughs> nothing to do with my phone. I'm just lazy, <laughs> and I'm not that good at reading, so yeah I need to focus on that a little bit more
0: yeah so what did you do so for me I read because obviously if so usually what I I do is I have Netflix before I go to bed like I watch something it's like the way I unwind before I sleep
1: you watch documentaries you don't watch like not always no no I do I do come
0: on I'm not superhuman. I do watch
1: as well like come on no every time I say to you oh you watch this show you're like no I don't really like fiction sorry
0: no, that's not true. No, that's not true. I do I do sometimes watch crap as well. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I do like documentaries, not gonna lie, because I couldn't um go on Netflix and watch something before bed. I like I found that I was reading before I was going to sleep. Mm. But that wasn't that wasn't actually useful. And I found that again, I was still overloading myself with information because
1: yeah.
0: like, I was working and then like I had nothing to like de stress with because I couldn't just watch something. Yeah.
1: Um
0: and then I was reading like stuff about politics or something, whatever, whatever the book yeah. was that I was reading
1: because um, your book choice is always very heavy
0: yeah but that's just because what I enjoy reading right yeah 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 so yeah so that bit wasn't great I didn't enjoy that I really missed not watching something before bed so really and I kept finding loopholes so I was like to my brother I was like if it... <laughs> I was like Tim I was finding loopholes in the rules so I was like listen I was like if you get your laptop it's not I'm not technically chatting <laughs> like clearly it didn't work like it's not gonna it's not something that I'm gonna implement yeah going forward I'm gonna continue to watch something before I go to bed because I enjoy it and it helps me I relax I found that most more difficult than not being on my phone I'm not gonna lie I'm surprised
1: actually (laughs) I thought that before I went to bed I thought I'm gonna read every night I got like all these books ready like next to my bed and then I ended up learning how to knit so um oh that's still good it was yeah it was really good I learned a lot of lessons from knitting and I'm gonna tell you them sorry the three main ones were okay so just for a bit of context my mum has is really really good at knitting like she's incredible she knits like really amazing jumpers and stuff um and she's been trying to teach me how to knit since I was like 12 years old (laughs) and I literally yeah I literally dug out the thing that I knitted when I was 12 and I showed her and she was like yeah take it all off we're gonna start this again so literally however many years later we just did the exact same thing um But yeah, so when you're okay, so let me just explain what the knitting actually is. When you're doing the process, I only did the the basic knit. And when you're doing it, you've got one needle with all of the thread on it, right? And it's all wrapped Mm -hmm. around quite tight. And then the other needle goes through like, it goes between the thread and the the other needle. So it looks like there's no space to put it through, basically. Yeah. Um, and I don't know there was something about the repetition or like it was just really therapeutic and I it's was relaxing, just thinking a lot yeah. it's really relaxing yeah and I was just thinking a lot and I was just thinking like do you know what like even though it looks like there is no space in between the thread and the needle where you have to put your other needle you actually just make the space and it feels weird because at the first you look at it you're like how the hell did she do that <laughs> like, there's no space there but it, it happens and, it, and it's really it's really good so I was just like as a le- as a, like a life lesson, life lesson, mm-hmm. yeah. Even if there's no space, or if, even if it doesn't look like there's space, you can always make space, and there's always some some way that you can like wiggle in. So I don't know. Like I thought that was a good section because I just thought you know if if you don't think that there's a position for you in your wherever you work, um, or if you think that there's not space for you to be promoted, like you can you can move around or you can like go to an, a different place and and find that space for yourself. So I thought that was. see that's that's interesting because like I said to you
0: before because we're on our phone so much we don't have time to do stuff like this because we're never bored yeah yeah so your your brain is never free to like you know have the like brain capacity to think of like amazing metaphors that you've just come up with
1: (laughs) (laughs) my second lesson was about sometimes just taking time on something that you could do quicker fine yeah and it's okay and like in the work that I'm doing at the moment it's all about like making things more productive and using robotics to make it quicker and faster and better and less human like manual input and it's just like why like sometimes it's okay to just not have this productivity shoved down your throat like a machine could do what I did yeah. in seconds and it took me hours and hours to do But sometimes that's just okay, Um, And I think that probably came from what you were saying to me. Um, And the last one was about checking in as you go. So (laughs) my mum told me literally every single line that you finish, count how many there are. (laughs) Because if you've dropped one, then you're going to have a massive hole later. And if you've accidentally picked one up, then everything's going to be wonky. And I didn't do that, obviously, because I was just like, oh, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to. like just drop one like I know I'm doing I'm doing the same thing every time but the longer you leave it the more you have to unravel to fix it so just check in as you go I think that was I think that was something I was trying to draw into the journaling that we spoke about and the self reflection like the longer you leave it the worse it's going to get the harder it's going to be to fix um so yeah check in as you go so those those are my three lessons that I learned yeah they're really good. I'm
0: glad that you you took something away from that. And I'm glad that I mean it's just been a week, but you've clearly like picked something up that's amazing. So that's the power of not being on your phone all day. One thing that I found is really weird is I don't know if you were doing this. So I muted all my notifications. So like I wasn't getting any notifications. Okay. So regardless if anyone texts me, I wouldn't see it. Um because it, then it, obviously I wouldn't reply. Um yeah. but I still kept picking up my phone to check. So yeah, yeah. yeah and it's just a habit, obviously, because we're just always on it. So I that 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 shocks me because I was like I'm actually addicted like I'm just picking it up
1: yeah and like (laughs) for no reason because you can't no reason yeah
0: and if I if I move around like I move around the house I pick up my phone but I'm using it so why am I picking it up but then I was like you know what I'm gonna pick up my book (laughs) (laughs) I was like put it down like I was starting to become more conscious of like the decisions that I was making
1: yeah first first three pros were okay Generally, I just felt more relaxed and more focused and like driven, like with work, I was doing a lot of extra work um, and just more present in how can I progress type stuff. I just feel like I had a clearer head. I felt like I was actually looking at things in real life and not looking at something through a screen through like a secondary person's vision. And yeah, it was crazy to see like how clouded your mind is when you're literally filling it with rubbish all the time. And lastly, I just had more energy generally. Um... I feel like I feel quite lethargic when I've just been scrolling a lot and obviously you're comparing your everyday to someone else's highlights and yeah. that's really really you know detrimental to how you view your own life um, and so it just zaps all this energy out of you where you just think okay nothing I'm doing is really comparable to that but actually finding beauty and the mundane was quite nice um and it felt it made me feel a a lot more productive and better about my myself
0: yeah yeah that that was gonna be my one I because I was gonna say because today I've been on my phone pretty much all day and that's one thing I noticed (laughs) that's one thing I noticed was that I'm back on the internet back on social media and I'm already like starting to compare myself yeah and it's really crazy because it takes away from what you have and it doesn't allow you to be grateful. And that whole, the whole past week, I literally didn't care about anyone else. Like I wasn't thinking about what anyone else was doing. Yeah.
1: Um, what were your other two?
0: Secondly, a good thing that came out of it was I re I started um, reading, which I already said, like I started reading more than I was before. What I feel like when you read, you always, it feels like you're investing in your brain. Yeah. Um, so that's always like a positive because, you know, you can take something away from it and um, you always feel better about the time that you've spent you never regret reading i i find whereas yeah, I you agree. always regret being on your phone right i do yeah. anyway. i yeah
1: i agree yeah. unless the book is really rubbish
0: third thing would be not caring about i don't know if this relates to my first thing again but it would just be like not caring about like the outside
1: yeah i think Investing that's kind
0: of like in 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 a bubble yeah no i just feel like i was like in a bubble like a no social media bubble like- I just didn't I didn't know what anyone else was doing didn't know how anyone how anyone was or what any of their problems were or like do you know what I mean so like I was kind of just like in a me bubble and like that was quite nice
1: I think as well like the news as well um not knowing what was going on in the news was just like it was a bit unnerving because I don't really know what's happening with COVID right now and normally I check that fairly often but I was just like I really don't care (laughs) I'm gonna be at home anyway (laughs) there's no difference
0: yeah it's Um, just a lot it's just a lot of information
1: it's just a lot yeah it's just a lot with social media addiction and the whole thing regarding I don't know if you watched the social dilemma yeah. on Netflix yeah yeah and the other one uh, was about Cambridge Analytica yeah um that one was quite that one was quite eye-opening as well but there were a lot of things in there but I remember I, I think I watched this about a year ago when it came out and I remember like feeling really existential at the time <laughs> not it doesn't take much to make me existential but webs. um but I wrote like a few kind of main sticking points there's this general attitude that it's been created and designed to exploit people and yeah. although it is currently doing that definitely in a lot of ways and through a lot of companies it wasn't necessarily designed to do that I think in one of them there was the, the creator of the like button on Facebook was like oh yeah we're like trying to like um spread positivity and and make something really nice and it just turned into something so sinister that like teenage girls were committing suicide because they weren't getting enough likes and things like that so I think it's important to come back to the root of of what was happening and when they were creating it it wasn't supposed to be this evil thing um no yeah I agree yeah so it's just how it's been leveraged I think
0: yeah exactly it's about understanding that you are the product I think a lot of people don't understand that's that and it's about understanding the power that you you are giving these companies like by doing your likes and your views and you know giving them your attention and it's about understanding the toll that it has on your brain and your emotional state when you are Mm -hmm. like involved in so much online activity
1: can you just explain a bit more about like what you mean by you being the product
0: so uh what i mean by that is you know if you're not paying for a service so for example on facebook you don't pay to use facebook you don't pay to use instagram you don't pay to use youtube so this mm-hmm. means that companies will post their advertisements on these uh social media agencies so that you can view their advertisement so you are you are the product essentially they are paying facebook for you to view their advertising
1: yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff around that and if you do any kind of digital marketing ever and you see the campaigns that people use like digital campaigns it is absolutely insane how much information that even a small startup or a small company can glean from instagram and facebook and whatever they're doing like the people that work in digital marketing are incredible like they know so much information about your target market and they can literally have it down to your target market are mums between the age of 28 and 30 or 32 and 34 and they live in this kind of house and they do this and this and this and they can they can then target and use this like funneling system so that they can retarget and retarget the same person until they actually make a sale so it's all very clever, but it's all very accessible to lots and lots of companies. So if you can think about that being so accessible to a small company, imagine what's accessible to a large company. It's, it's, it's quite it's quite scary. It's quite creepy, but it is the way that it is. Um but yeah, I totally yeah. agree with with you being the product that's being sold.
0: That's what I'm saying. So if you understand that you are the product, then you understand that the whole the whole design is that you keep coming back
1: and that you keep, mm-hmm.
0: you know, keep liking and keep watching and keep engaging. That, that's what's scary is that yeah. like you yeah. don't know do you know what I mean you don't know if you're just doing it because you want to do it or because like it's it's you're engaging in something which is making you keep keep engaging do you know what I mean yeah where, yeah. where is the free will in that and I think you're never gonna you're never gonna know if it's, free, if it's free will until you detach yourself from it
1: yeah 100% and you said this to me once ages ago like it's none of the thoughts that you have in your head are actually original thoughts like they've been yeah. placed there whether it's from um a billboard that you've seen behavior that you've seen or something that's been shown to you and that kind of feeds into the, this idea that there's a there's a power struggle where you think that or a lot of people can think that they are much more powerful than the social media that that is actually controlling them in a lot of ways and where you normally would train algorithms like in machine learning you train them so that they do what you want them to do basically um in a lot of ways these algorithms are training us um <laughs> and that's what came out of the Cambridge Analytica stuff where they were talking about yeah you know like we don't it's it's dangerous because they sell changed behavior and for a while when I when I first heard that I was just like what the hell like they're selling our behavior do you know how crazy that is like do you know how mental that is and I was like oh my god no social media I can't do this and I got really really scared by it but when you do kind of think of it with a bit more of a level head. Selling changed behavior is something that's been happening for centuries and it's just genuine just marketing um, that is changed behavior so it's not it's scary but it's not as it's not like this is all brand new like people taking over our robots taking over our jobs and things like that have not been um, this isn't this isn't new this has been happening for centuries for
0: decades. I think what's dangerous is the lack of education around um, the power of social media and like the power of marketing with social media, because obviously marketing has been around for like, you know, it's it's, a, it's normal, like companies always use marketing, but yeah. it was just never in this way. It's never been, you know, with us 24 seven all the time when we're on the toilet, when like, you know, we're eating when we're mm-hmm. before we're going to bed, when we're brushing our teeth we're on the tube everywhere, like people use their phones all the time, because obviously with social media comes a lot of pros as well. Yeah. You know, you can leverage it to your advantage, but it's when you have the lack of education, there's a blurred line between, is it free will? Or are you just doing it because these algorithms are pushing you to keep doing it and actually you're addicted to your phone?
1: Yeah.
0: and That's yeah. what we wanted to test out. We wanted to test, are we actually addicted to our phones? Yeah. Um, are you? Yeah. I don't think I am. <laughs> I think I have think free so. will. The act of me going back to my phone each time when I had no notifications, I thought that was withdrawal symptoms. Not going to lie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But
0: yeah, do you think you're addicted to yours?
1: Yeah, I actually do. Like it's quite, (laughs) I know. I think, I think this week has helped. I can see what I can do um, and I can see what I'm capable of just not looking at. Um, But yeah, I think there is, even if it's mild, I think I am addicted to my phone. Um, Because like you said, the amount of times you pick it up, the amount of times you take it literally everywhere. If I'm going downstairs, even, I will take it with me. Why? I don't need it it's just it's just it's just a crutch like it's something that you would just keep really close to you I think it would take a long time to make a sustainable change um and I don't think I think if if anything Friday sorry Saturday just proved to me that this is an addiction because I knew this was only a week that we were doing it for and as soon as I was allowed to i binged so many of my favorite like instagram accounts and like i looked at all of their stuff and i was just on it for like a couple of hours straight um yeah and yeah i think that's probably
0: do you know what's scary my parents I watched their behaviour with their phone and now like my parents haven't always been on smartphones like my, my parents are immigrants and like you know they're not very like techie so they don't really know how to use iPhones properly like my mom didn't even know how to send a picture on WhatsApp until I showed her the other day <laughs> um, and like she's addicted to YouTube like she's constantly YouTubing yeah, so like how to cook mom. Albanian food <laughs> and she's like <laughs> And she's like YouTube is amazing she's like, <laughs> I, she's like to me she's like I didn't know you could just YouTube so many things and then they'll just show you how to do it and like yeah she's on it all the time now like and she's on WhatsApp all the time and she's on her group chats and like that's what's scary is because I can I can see I can see like the mechanism working on her yeah, and it's like yeah, yeah. it works on everyone and it's so like tailored to who you are well I guess yeah. that's just the algorithm isn't it but yeah it's so tailored to who you are that no matter like what background you're from or it will it will tailor it and it will work yeah. so that,
1: you know, there's no escaping basically there's, there's no escaping, nothing that say, you can do and that's what scary. freaked me out because like the people in the if, if you can actually target every single person with a smartphone or any device some of the things that they came out of the social dilemma there was one thing that he said where it was like you we have dials that are sensitive that we can turn that are sensitive enough to destruct an entire country yeah. And I was just like, th- that's crazy because you can literally, I don't know how, I don't know how to articulate this in a way that really gets across the weight of this. But if you have access to every single person that owns a smartphone or that owns any kind of internet device, yeah. you can control so much yeah. that you can control global politics. Which yeah. is obviously the whole thing about Cambridge Analytica and like Brexit and Trump. So yeah. there's a lot in there that has completely rewritten world history because exactly. of this technology. The weight of that is ridiculous. If you have ten billion pounds to spend, yeah, you can change one percent of the world's mindset.
0: Exactly. So that's and the that's the thing.
1: It's like, how can you ever have democracy again with social media? It is scary, and that's how you know Tristan Harris, that guy he's like a yep. he's like an ex he was in the show he's like an I love him I think he's like a modern I don't rem- day philosopher I don't remember he's so good names. I think he was ex-facebook or ex-twitter or something oh like that. okay was, yeah 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 or ex-google one of the big ones um and he's basically he was one of the ones lobbying for things like data tax like you can't um hoard this much data without being taxed yeah. Or, and he was, he was the one that was talking about us being the product that, that is actually being sold. And if you literally go on his website, the first question that you see there is, um, how, how do you ethically steer the thoughts and actions of two billion people's minds every day? Yeah. And I was like, well, how do you? Tristan, yeah. <laughs> tell me. Because I don't know. Like, how would you? And, yeah. and who should have that much power and why? because yeah. we've one of the things that he said as well was that we've evolved to understand and care about what our tribe thinks of us but not what ten thousand people think of us online yeah. and for influences millions of people think of us online so you see this the slow kind of demise of people on on like influences and you see them like rise to the top and then just have this massive crash and you you wonder why it's happening and that why there's so much turbulence and volatility in their lives um and it's just not surprising because we haven't evolved to deal with this many people's emotions yeah. and opinions of us. Mm-hmm.
0: I also think the problem around this is there just isn't enough regulation. There's no, there's yeah. no like code of conduct of how these big companies like Google, Facebook, how they should act. I think it's also because it's relatively new. They've gotten big so, so fast and it hasn't allowed yeah regulation to catch up. So, yeah. but then the problem is like, why would they regulate it? Because they make so much money. So, so it's not in anyone's benefit to regulate them.
1: Yeah, so I who, agree. Yeah. So who but loses I, out?
0: The people.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. I agree. And I think this is similar to what we we're talking about with climate. Like if you have governments that are still benefiting from things like oil rigs yeah. um, because bringing in money, then why would they regulate it? But yeah. I do think that we need to acknowledge that there are people within the government that do work on this. And there was one girl that I met at some like career talk or something. Um so she used to write legislation and lobby for like le- legislation to be written to hold tech companies accountable, right? Because there was one point at which Tesla were trying to do this like bronze, silver, gold thing mm-hmm. with or, with um, self driving cars, where if you had like a gold membership, they could train the AI to not let you die basically in a car crash so they would yeah. choose the pa- the passenger over like yeah. 100 people whereas yeah. if you had like a silver or a bronze that ai wouldn't be trained as well to make that decision or it would be trained to just make a decision that that was completely like... fucked up but yeah i know yeah. i know when she told me i was like jesus christ is that real so the whole thing was that she needed to write some legislation around this because that's obviously really messed up because yeah. why should rich people live and poor people die basically yeah. um and she was just like you know tech evolves so quickly that massive massive governments that are like huge organizations just can't move fast enough yeah. to keep up with them and that's probably the bigger um challenge not necessarily that governments don't want to because people do go into government to to work to make things better right like they do yeah
0: some I think them,
1: that's
0: yeah <laughs> no, can I say can I just say, I just don't think that because so many governments have profited from social media in the way it is, so yeah, it's not in their benefit to to um to do that because they can use it as as an agency of control or as an agency of marketing for their own for their own political mm-hmm. agendas, and so yeah i'm I'm not sure I'm so with that idea that it's just because of that, I do also think because they just don't care enough,
1: maybe, I don't know, I think there are a lot of people trying to do a lot of things that are that like is working to make this better um yeah. but yeah I agree the resistance that they might they might be met with might be because it does serve their own political interests um
0: because I mean what yeah. happened to Mark Zuckerberg um and the cold Cambridge analytical scam I'm pretty sure nothing happened. I'm pretty sure he got bit, he got fined but like to him that's nothing cause it's just pocket change um <laughs> Yeah. And then like he just and then he put some policies in place and did some things so that fake news isn't spread. If you go on a website now, they usually notify you at the bottom and they say this website is using your data to advertise uh, to you and Mm -hmm. you can accept or you can not accept and leave the website. And I'm pretty sure about 98 percent of people will just press accept and continue on the website. Yeah. without Even reading what the terms and conditions have to say. So, yeah, I do it yeah i know so it comes down to the it comes down to the individual like as long as people continue to consume social media the the way they are then nothing will change because people don't care
1: yeah but i think it depends i think yeah we're very used to things being convenient if you want to look something up and the only thing that's stopping you is an accept cookies button when you're trying to figure something out and in this world of constantly being under time pressure obviously you're just going to be like accept cookies you're not going to even even if given the option of going to manage cookies they very cleverly put it there so that you have to go in and manage things and tick boxes and untick boxes yeah and you just can't be bothered that you have to make an active effort to do that over yeah. just accepting and getting into the website so I agree. The education around it is probably not amazing, but it's also our attitudes and the kind of things that are surrounding us and pushing us and molding us. Because if you're stuck for time and you need to research something super, super fast before you go into a meeting, then who's going to do that? It's just long.
0: I don't I don't think it is that, though. I don't think it's that sect of people. I think the sect, I think the sect of people that we need to target is the people that actively just use social media as their leisure and still accept these things do you know mm. what i mean so yeah, I, I, I i think that the the side of people that you're talking about i feel like are aware of you know the the benefits and the cons of social media so i wouldn't even be worried about those types of people accepting because i reckon they'd accept and it'd be at their own risk my my problem is like uh, another band of people who are just completely unaware mm. um and i think that's where the damage is done because that's that's then when you get people that are like you know trump supporters and um they don't they don't understand that their thoughts aren't their own they don't understand that they're being force-fed like misinformation from these Mm. social media websites for a massive political agenda that is exploiting them you know they think they're part of something bigger and they think that they're a part of a community that's trying to make
1: something better i don't know I, i i agree with what you're saying to an extent but i also think that by saying that i hope you're not um underestimating how much people that maybe aren't trump supporters or that don't have different views to us are also being fed things for some political agenda no
0: i agree yeah no you're right
1: well it is scary and it is interesting but um it's just about being aware and i think definitely if you are concerned about your social media use or if you're concerned about how much you are consuming and what impact that's having on you your mental well-being and your physical well-being and maybe even your spiritual well-being think about doing this and and, and see if you can like yeah i recommend everyone
0: to try it i recommend lots like just to yeah do
1: it i you. think so too what
0: you learn from from it I um, would
1: never have done it if you didn't tell me to.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. I, I we really were like, like,
1: coming up with all these ideas. I was like, social media cleanse. But I don't think so. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, really? I was like, yes. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> I was like, we're yeah.
1: doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter, where we will reply to you at a certain time when we are supposed <laughs> to be on social media, and not all the time. Um, so our handle is at a cuppa T and E um and yeah let us know what you think let us know if you um found any benefit from it or if you thought that we are talking rubbish or if um you had any other ideas um or experiences it'd be great to hear
0: thank you so much for listening and if you've managed to get through the whole episode then wow thank you thanks 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 please stay tuned for the next episode and until then bye bye